Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. Well, instead of my usual half-hearted, barely funny opening banter, I decided to start the show with a request. This is the third year of this little show, and we're doing pretty good. We have a minimum of 200 listeners to each episode. That's a minimum, and that's great. But I want to see our authors receive more exposure. The authors don't make anything from their stories on this show. I use my own personal finances to purchase software, equipment, web hosting, music, sound effects, and a variety of other tools to bring you a high-quality show. I've also used some funds to promote and grow the show, but my supplies are limited. But I'm not asking for money. No. Instead, can you help our show by going to iTunes and giving us a brief review? Five stars are always the best. If you have a blog or Facebook page, could you post links to our show? Word of mouth travels fast and will help promote our great authors. If there's forums you lurk in, if there are Facebook groups you're a part of, please, by all means, share our links and spread the love. Tweet about us. Pin our episode art on Pinterest. Pinterest, I don't know what it's called. Share us however you can. Word of mouth travels fast and will help promote our great authors. Thank you in advance. Our story this month was written by Michael Withers. In addition to being an author, Michael is also a janitor at a church and a frequent voice over at Christian Geek Central and the CGC forums. You've heard from him back in episode 27, The Gnomes and the Pit. Be sure to go back and listen to that fun episode. Michael Withers has a particular interest in Christian apologetics and theology, and once again that shows well in this story. He also lives in New York, which means his awesome factor is multiplied by eight. Care to guess where I was born and raised? So now, The Untold Podcast is proud to present Mission from the Dark Side of the Galaxy by Michael Withers. The Caridigan Galactic Cruiser, Shmarji Vindar, cut through space like a hot knife through butter. Except easier, because there was less resistance from empty space than a knife, even a hot one, meets with butter. You've seen the scene a thousand times. The sensor blisters. The laser battery ports. The enormous thrusters in the back. So pan with your imagination up to the bridge, where Captain Arguo nervously taps his long, gray fingers on the arm of his chair. Captain is too low a title for the commander of this ship. It has traveled for hundreds of years over the breadth of the arm of the galaxy to close in on its target, a planet the locals call Earth. Its quantum reaction drive has made the journey possible, shifting the reality of the very fabric of the ship itself, allowing it to remain still while the universe shifted around it. Arguo's nictitating membranes flicked over his jet-black eyes as he wiped at the condensation on his bulbous head. The long sleep process dried his eyes and left him feeling cold, even though the science officers had assured him there was no real freezing going on. 
Still, the crew members just coming out of long sleep now would be feeling the effects for several days. He hoped they would have time to adjust before an emergency struck them, but that was just his natural pessimism shining through. Surely, nothing could go wrong now. Captain? Else the communication female chirped a question. Yes, Lieutenant. What is it? Captain, you won't believe this, but the dominant language of the planet is English. Arguo's eyes flickered, and the science officer turned at his post to listen in. Say again? English, Captain. They speak English. True, they pronounce things strangely, but it is mostly understandable. Inconceivable, Science Lieutenant Coyne chimed in. Why, the odds of the same language evolving by chance on planets so many light-years apart are 152,375,007 to 1. Against. Mr. Coyne, you just made those numbers up. No, I didn't. You did. There is no way you could have calculated that in your head just now. Uh-huh. I am super brilliant, Captain. Arguo raised his chin, opened his mouth full of razor-sharp teeth, and stuck out his tongue in the Corridigan version of a laugh. I laugh at you, Mr. Coyne. I see that, Captain. Coyne's face flushed green. Anyway, it seems like it would be really quite improbable, no matter how you look at it. Indeed. Indeed, the bridge crew all echoed. Miss Eltz, open a hailing channel. She nodded, and a beep told him the channel was open. This is Captain Arguo of the Corridigan Galactic Cruiser Shmarji Vindar. He paused for dramatic effect. Take me to your leader. There was silence for a minute, as Eltz studiously looked over her screen. Well, Miss Eltz, any response? Captain, the response is overwhelming. She looked up at him, and it struck him how her empty nostrils were shaped like the wing of an Arwellian muskfish. Perhaps he would ask her to dinner when the mission was over. We have over 10,000 queries as to whether we would like to meet singles in our area, 5,000 questions as to our interest in regrowing hair, 700 offers to fit us for dance shoes, two dozen offers to show us a radical new way to get jacked without steroids, and 10 pictorials of embarrassing celebrity moments that their agents don't want us to see. What does any of that mean? I have no idea, Captain. These people seem weird to me. Weird indeed. Indeed, the crew echoed. Wait, Captain, I am getting a transmission from one called the President? You may want to see this one. On screen. All eyes turned to the front, where the port showing where they were headed shifted to show a hideous creature with a stunted little head, a knob containing his nostrils, blunt teeth, and eyes that had a strange color around the black. We really should have made a different screen for this sort of thing, Arguo thought. One could miss something important right in front of us while talking. Greetings, explorers, the president said, in passable anguish. Let me be the first to welcome you to our planet. Long have we wondered if we were the only inhabitants of the galaxy, and now we know we are not alone. You have? How is that so when hundreds of years ago you sent out a signal as bright as a star to guide us here? No, we didn't. 
Why, the technology to communicate between the stars is only now becoming more than a dream. President, I assure you, Stellar Phenomenon G-33 originated from this planet. We built the Shmarji Vindar to come and find your leader in accordance with the prophecy. I don't know anything about that, but I am the leader of the greatest nation this world has ever known. A nation? But not the entire world? The prophecy clearly stated that the capital L leader would rule the entire world. No one has ever ruled this entire world, Captain. I assure you anyone mad enough to claim to do so has long been dead. Captain Argua waved a cutting motion at Elts, who ended the transmission. Coin stepped closer to Arguo. Captain, judging by the facial expressions of the Earthling, I believe he's lying. And what do you know about Earthling facial expressions, Mr. Coin? Well, nothing, really. I just wanted to hear my own voice. Indeed. Indeed, echoed the crew. Captain, Miss Elts interjected, I can confirm that we have gotten similar requests to talk from many who call themselves the leader of nations, but no capital L leader of the world. Congenital hyperinferoidatosis, Arguo blurted, causing the crew to gasp at the expletive. Mr. Coyne, do something useful and find out what happened to the capital L leader, will you? Lieutenant Coyne looked artyakish. Um, how, sir? I don't know. Push some buttons at your station. Something will come up. It always does. Right you are, sir. Coin lopped over to his station and started pushing buttons. He even twisted a dial and pulled the lever for good measure. The ship's computer, much more intelligent than the inept science officer, and by a long shot, took pity on him, supplying the relevant information. Coin paled, which, considering he was a very light gray to begin with, did nothing to improve his looks. Captain, he squeaked. Yes, Mr. Coyne, what is it? Mm, Captain, I think I found the answer. Well, speak up there, Lieutenant. Don't leave us guessing. Captain Arguo patted his head and rubbed his belly in an exaggerated expression of frustration. Mm, Captain, if these readings are correct, if our calculations are without error, if the hypotenuse of a right triangle is longer than either side of its other sides, if a tree falls in the... Get to it, Mr. Coyne! Sir, Captain, um, I, uh, they killed him. Come again? Mr. Coyne, they... What? Well, uh, sir, it appears they hid the tale of the capital L leader in with their myths and fictions rather than with their history. But there definitely was one who came and claimed to be the capital L leader in conjunction with star phenomenon G-33. But, sir, they didn't want a capital L leader. And they killed him. Silence enveloped the bridge as this sunk in. Slowly they all turned their eyes to the screen, now showing the marbled blue planet below. Regicide, Elts whispered. The rest of the crew shrank back from the very word, but Captain Arguo managed. Indeed. So shocked were the others that they didn't, possibly couldn't, echo him. Miss Elts, Arguo stood at attention. Open a transmission to Capital H Home. Open, sir. And the beep. This is Captain Arguo of the Corridigan Galactic Cruiser Shmarji Vindar, phoning Capital H Home. 
It is my sad duty to inform you that these repulsive creatures have killed the One of Prophecy, the capital L leader who was to guide us. He paused, again for dramatic effect. Send the invasion fleet. Justice must be meted out. And that was our story. I hope you liked it. What does humanity deserve for consistent disobedience to the Creator? What do we deserve for trying to usurp God? What do we deserve for killing the Son of God? Who is man that God is mindful of us? This was a kind of fun science fiction Good Friday story, if you think about it. Fortunately, what we deserve is not what we get, because Sunday is coming. The resurrection is coming. Judgment can be averted in Christ and in Christ alone. So as we go, please remember to submit a story of your own, subscribe to our show, join our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, leave us reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us, and tell your friends. And remember that... This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Until next time, I'm Nathan James Norman, reminding you, well, nothing really. I just wanted to hear my own voice. <laughs> <laughs>